It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie now, you might remember, I was reading out a text yesterday from a listener in their 70s uh, who uh, has been vaccinated, but their brother who has COPD can't get from one end of the bed to the other, as the caller put it, and hasn't been vaccinated, uh, despite uh, contact with the GP, despite the GP making a referral to the National Ambulance Service, uh, nobody has come to vaccinate them and they're very frustrated and particularly frustrated now that they're hearing that people in their 60s and other people are in line to get the vaccine. And that call uh, was in line with a lot of other calls that we've been getting. Some of them I think we've mentioned on the air, but most of them we haven't and we've been... Uh, communicating with the HSE about the problems that we have, including uh, a woman in her, her late 90s uh, who is housebound uh, and others in similar situations. And they're saying, why is it that uh, if people now in their 60s getting vaccinated and people in their 90s who are not getting vaccinated? Uh, what's happening? Uh, and they've been in touch with their doctor. They've been back to their doctor. They've been on to us. We've been on to the HSE. We've been asking the HSE, is there anything that we can do on or off the air, publicly or privately, so that we can get these names to the National Ambulance Services because they're slipping through the net somehow? Um, the HSE has been very helpful, it has to say, and it tells us uh, that the community call service is there to bring people over 70 to their GP for a vaccine when they're scheduled, if you can't go yourself. That's one thing. Uh, but then there's other people who can't, and those uh, in those cases, the GP will refer you to the National Ambulance Service. And they say to date, more than 1,800 people have been contacted uh, to receive their vaccination. 1,500 people have been vaccinated in their homes. Uh, but obviously that leaves some unfortunate people who have slipped through the net. Uh, and they say that a thousand people are yet to receive their vaccination, but they will get to everyone in the next few weeks. They're apologising for the delay and they highlight some of the reasons uh, for the delay. Uh, I'm not sure that it tallies with what we've been hearing from our listeners. Anyway, uh, we're not the only one who's been hearing about this. Uh, Jed Nash is a Labour Party TD in Louth and East Meath and he's put down a parliamentary question on the issue and he's on the line with us. We're also joined by Colin Burke, who's Fine Gael's spokesperson on health and a TD for Cork North. Central. Uh, very good morning to both of you and thank you indeed uh, for joining us on the programme this morning. Uh, Jed Nash, first of all, I'm sure you'll accept that this is a monumental task uh, in the first instance, uh, regardless uh, of who's been vaccinated. We've uh, five million people in the country to get around uh, and uh, there's going to be problems. Uh, but having said that, uh, it's a very serious problem for those people who have uh, been skipped over. 
It, it, it absolutely is, uh, Michael. <clears throat> and not only have I raised this with the Minister by way of parliamentary question this week, I expect a response next week, but I've been dealing with two cases uh, in particular. Uh, one I know that your station is aware of because uh, the woman who was in touch with me about this particular case has also been in touch with the radio station. And I found myself yesterday having again to escalate uh, a very complex situation locally that should have been addressed um, in our area over the last couple of weeks to the HSE nationally. Now, if the system was working, uh, that wouldn't have to be the case. Uh, this is a very difficult case, a very challenging case for an individual who simply can't um, leave uh, his own home to be vaccinated. In the other case I've been dealing with, uh, the GP stepped in and the woman concerned managed to be transported to the GP surgery uh, by wheelchair. Now, this is a woman who's very vulnerable, um, who's been cared for uh, by her family in her own home and by carers who call, who really ultimately should not have been put in a position where she had to be transported by wheelchair to her GP mm-hmm. to have something done that really should have been done by the National Ambulance Service. Now, I spoke um, over the last couple of days to paramedics and I spoke to GPs to get a flavour of it, precisely what's happening. GPs have been telling me that they've been stonewalled, that's the word that one used by the HSE. They've submitted forms in mid-March uh, to have their housebound patients vaccinated. One GP uh, practice told me this morning that, in fact, they submitted forms in March. They had to follow it up themselves to establish if the forms were received, uh, were referred to somebody else and then uh, asked to fill in some more forms um, when in fact they informed the HSE that they had filled in the forms in the first place. So this is overly bureaucratic. Uh, it is full of red tape. What we need now is a centralised portal uh, where all of these cases can be managed. The ambulance service personnel are ready, willing and able to go, but they need to be instructed to do so. They're swabbing at the moment. They've been trained to vaccinate under this scheme and they're chomping at the bit to vaccinate the people who they know need to be vaccinated. One of uh, the problems with this, uh, of course, is uh, that if you can't leave your house, uh, if you're not well enough to leave your house or if you're too fragile to leave your house to go to a GP surgery or to be brought to a GP surgery to get vaccinated, you need hands-on care. Uh, and therein lies the problem. And that is why Absolutely. you're at, at more risk. Uh, let me go very to... vulnerable people. I mean, what yeah. we're talking about here as well is the concern that families have for their vulnerable relatives who may given the complexity of their their health situation, may have to go into acute hospital care at any point in time, which leaves them vulnerable to COVID infection in hospital. Colin Burke, are you hearing similar stories? Absolutely. In fact, last night I had a family, and I've been dealing with them for the last four to five weeks. I've been on to the head of community care in the Cork Kerry region. Um, This man is in his 90s. Likewise, he can't uh, go to his GP um, the, Curry, the head of Cork Curry Community Healthcare um, was on to the GP. My understanding, GP made the request into the HSE and then the HSE were to forward it on. But as of last night, and I made my first request in um, over five weeks ago, um, and as, as I got a text last night uh, from the... Um, from one of the families saying that this man still hasn't been vaccinated and he's, he's in his 90s. And I suppose it's, it is, is a huge challenge. I think it's about the management of the Pfizer vaccine as well, but it doesn't seem to have been coordinated in a rational way. The low temperatures, is it? it the, the low temperatures is, is, is the issue, but it still does not seem to have been coordinated um, in a regional basis. It seems to be going into one central database but I'm not sure how it's being managed after that and it's certainly an issue for instance in relation to 
uh, on Easter Sunday, um, I had to take my own mother-in-law for vaccination. She's unfortunately confined to a wheelchair, but she's 97 years of age. And she was able to get out and we were able to get her to the GP and the GP, in fairness, was very obliging. Uh, but she's 97 years of age, um, isn't, um, wouldn't have been able to get there herself. So I had to assist her to, to make sure she got her, her, she got her first vaccine, um, three weeks earlier and she got her second vaccine on Easter Sunday. Um, so at least, you know, she's, been dealt with, but she um, was able to travel to the GP's um, practice. There's a, quite a number of people who are not able to, who are bedbound, where they have. Um, and the point that was made to me about this man, who was in his 90s, is that he has different cares coming into him uh, through the course of a week, so therefore he is very exposed in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, you know, he, uh, he he really needs to be given vaccination. And I think this issue needs to be resolved and, <clears throat> and resolved at a very, uh, very fast stage. It doesn't seem to be a very big <clears throat> issue. It's a, a huge issue for the people who are affected and the people who are very, very worried about it. I and mean, we know ourselves how worried people are. Yeah, because I, of I the think families are really, um, are, yeah. are really yeah. getting concerned about it. Because it seems to be very small numbers and it seems to be very well, uh, I think unfortunate. The, we, in, in Cork, we've found that anyone in the urban area hasn't had a problem. They've mm. all been vaccinated. It is people who are in the rural areas seem to be the problem, and I'm not sure why that's occurring. But, but the, the, the resolution, I, I just wonder <coughs> if it's a, a question of appointing one person nationally, or uh, is it something that should be dealt with locally? We just can't seem to get who exactly is coordinating it. Um, I had to do a, a letter back to the head of Cork Community Care again uh, this week on, on this particular case. I know of two or three other cases as well where they're also waiting for um, the, uh, the call from the ambulance service um, as to what time they are calling so that there would be someone there and that they would have um, make sure that they, they're have the correct postal code etc so that it can find the location but I mean mm. this is not it's a huge worry for families and it's something that needs to be resolved uh, very fast mm. and I think it can be mm. if we put our minds to it uh, and uh, Jed Nash I think you were saying that it should be resolved locally but we are talking about very small numbers I think well we are and the truth is that um, the uh, GPs uh, are best placed to understand um, who requires this vaccination uh, and the circumstances that their individual patients are in. And indeed, the National Ambulance Service personnel locally, um, because of the nature of their work, uh, could literally um, point out on a map where these people live. And they're eager uh, to roll out the programme. They've been trained to do it. They're anxious to do it. And they want to be deployed uh, to do this. And is um, it the same I mean, in Loud as it is in Cork, that it's people living out in rural areas and who aren't getting nope. vaccinated and they're getting vaccinated nope. in the towns? No, that's not the case at all, um, because certainly the two cases that I've been dealing with over the last couple of days uh, would be in uh, urban and suburban settings. I mean, it's quite extraordinary to think that largest urban area in the country, uh, the general Drogheda area, that there are people living in that urban setting mm. who had yet to get uh, the vaccination. Vaccination that their GPs would have registered them for a number of weeks ago. This portal opened, if I can call it that, a uh, portal would suggest that uh, they're deploying all kinds of modern uh, ICT technologies to deal with this. This is paper. These are paper forms. The three or four forms the GP needs to fill in. They send it into the HSE. And in some cases, it seems that these forms, certainly if they don't disappear, uh, they're not being given the attention uh, that they uh, deserve. And people, therefore, aren't being given the respect and service that they're entitled uh, to have. There's huge mm. concern about this, Michael, understandably mm. so. Uh, and you can't help but thinking that, um, you know, because uh, these are vulnerable 
the most isolated citizens uh, in our country, uh, that a decision has been taken. Um, I don't want to be, um, you, you know, not laying the blame necessarily to anybody yeah, yeah. Uh, at any restored HC, mm. but you, you can't, you know, you get to thinking that, you know, because they're so isolated, mm. uh, there's a lack of coordination here. Is this just a lack of prioritization? Mm. Because these are the people who are less likely to stand up and, and, and try and make their voices count because they just don't have the capacity to do it. It's my job to advocate for them and that's what I'm doing here today. Yeah, I, that's I, what I'm doing with the HSE over the last few days. This needs to be resolved. Yeah. We know where they are. We know well, that, that, that's the point. And, uh, I mean, we it were hearing... It's easy to resolve if the will is there. We were hearing from people, I mean, as I say, and it's, it's very hard not to feel terribly sorry for people. Uh, and I'm sure that these people don't want to be felt sorry for, but, you know, they do seem to be helpless. And that's why we went to the HSE and said, look, is there something that we can do, like to pass names on, you pass them on to the National Ambulance Service or, or whatever it is. Uh, Michael, I, I, think, I think it's important to realise yeah. as well that all of these people are bed-bound. Yeah. Um, they're not able to mm-hmm. travel out. Um, they're not able to get into a wheelchair and go in and you know yes. take mm. to the facility or to to, to the GP, mm. and all of them, the vast majority of them, would also have people calling into them, providing mm. care, or else their family are providing that high level of care. But some system needs to be put and in place, like doesn't it? Whether it's with the TDs or the GPs or whatever, that somebody in the HSE takes responsibility and says who's on the list and who hasn't been reached yeah. yet, but, or uh, whatever. Like you is. take mm-hmm. you take a family that's providing all the care themselves. Mm. They're feeling very frustrated now oh, yeah, yeah. that they're left there, even though they themselves may be providing all the care, and they genuinely cannot take the person to the GP because mm. the person isn't well enough to be taken yeah. to the GP. And I think this needs to be this issue needs to be prioritised, and it's certainly something I will be raising with the minister again and with the HSE at local level. I I suppose focus very much on dealing with it at local level mm. rather than at national level because I think it's something that needs to be resolved, and mm. it, you know someone needs to give the priority to it um, before we, mm. you know, we, we're not talking about this again. In well, uh, as you said, you made representation five weeks ago, Jed Nash, you've been making representations over a, a number of weeks. We've been hearing from people uh, and we have been in contact with the HSE uh, and we promised that we would follow it up uh, and I hope uh, in highlighting it this morning uh, uh, that... Uh, the families uh, who have these very, very genuine concerns and legitimate concerns uh, will be heard and uh, that uh, their call for action will be heeded for that matter. Thank you both indeed for joining us, though. Um, that's uh, Labour Party TD for Loud and East Mead, Jed Nash, and Colin Burke, who's a uh, Fidegale TD for Cork North Central and is party spokesperson on health. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. 
Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.